Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast. It's April 10th. For those of you who didn't check it out, look at our UFC 210 coverage. I know a lot of you saw a ton of MMA videos on, on the page. We've got some people who came here from those MMA videos. If you guys are expecting just to see wrestling, just to see MMA, uh, you're at the wrong place. We do a little bit of everything here at Fightful.com. And we had some awesome UFC 210 coverage. We had Daniel Cormier talking about how uh, he would love to do a WWE match uh, ahead of him uh, retaining his title at UFC 210. Uh, specifically, shouted out Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. Spoke about the crossover there. We had Patrick Cote, Chris Weidman also talking WWE. And then today on Fightful.com, our boy Steve Muehlhausen breaking the news that Alberto El Patron actually working without a contract in Impact Wrestling. We got the goods for you at Fightful.com. If you just check out the podcasts, head over there to Fightful.com. Check out our news. Also, register to get early access to those Matt Riddle and Shane Helms podcasts. I got some stuffs to talk to them about this week. But uh, yeah, you'll get them a few days ahead of everybody. Also, occasionally, I do uh, members-only shows on Fightful.com where we talk really about anything. Somebody says... Damn, Sean Ross Sapp looks skinny. Stressed out much? Um, I had like Ebola last week, you guys. Alex, it was it was a rough week. I am joined by associate editor of Fightful.com, Alex Pawlowski. Alex, I gotta say, my friend, thank you for holding it together while that was that was without a doubt the busiest work week of my life and the yeah. sickest I've been since I was a child. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, you you told me you had the super aids, and I knew that I do. That as as your right hand man, I had to step up and uh, keep the hey, float. Just like Kanye said, if if you can live through anything, if magic made it, <laughs> that's right. It's the way it works. I was I was. Somebody says, "Were you pooping in the litter boxes?" No, nah, man, it wasn't that solid. I wish it was. I felt like my insides were liquefied. I went through like extreme fatigue to just stomach craziness to fever to like chill. It was insane. I'd never dealt with anything like it, but I think it's gone. I think it's gone. Some stuff doesn't taste too good right now, but whatever. We got wrestling to talk about. But yeah, guys, check out some of that UFC 210 coverage we did. Top-notch stuff from our boys Showdown Joe, Brandon Howard, and Mike Straw uh, over there. Also, we got that Fightful Boxing podcast up and running. Steve Muehlhausen and Carlos Toro. But without further ado, guys, we got this Raw review. I enjoyed this Raw, Alex. Yeah? So did I. I had fun. It was a hoot. Yeah. No, it was uh, It was very different than what I thought it was going to be. I still have a lot of unanswered questions about what this whole soup shake is. What are the rules? How it works? Uh, I crave explanation and logic and consistency. I don't have any of it, but I can still sit back and appreciate it for what it is, which is a hell of a lot of unexpected shit that, that just happens. And that's cool too. 
Yeah, and then we got, in my opinion, an all-time great segment. The greatest. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk about that. I'm glowing. Like, I mean, if, <laughs> I mean, as you guys can tell, I've dropped a solid 10 pounds in the past week, and that's no lie. I have. Uh, probably down about 10 pounds since the last show I did on Mon- the, the Monday show. Uh, so this brightens me up. I'm going to eat a box of pinwheels tomorrow. Those I'm, I'm just thrilled. So <laughs> let's soup shake things up a bit. Yeah. The Miz and Maurice are out as John Cena and Nikki Bella. I thought this was a good way to introduce them. Not their strongest Cena, Nikki Bella segment, but with but by they, any stretch. They've, they've used all the great jokes at this point. You know what I mean? Like at this point, they're kind of out of material. They've done all the, all the A stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Dean Ambrose comes out and thinks Miz is Cena. What do you think about? Is this okay? The the cutesy stuff here? No, I, I hate it. I hate I hate this Dean Ambrose. I always have. I I, I I I want him to. He's 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 a lunatic. That if you asked if you asked a six year old, what does a crazy person do? Well, he's he's like wacky, and he and he does funny stuff, and he, you just you just don't what he's gonna do next, and that's who that's who Dean Ambrose is, and I can't stand it. I mean, I loved Dean Ambrose when he was with the Shield. I loved that unhinged kind of guy, and I want that guy back. And and there's a way to do to bridge the gap, so you're not all the way over into you know cartoon Dean. The stuff that he did when he was doing, I keep saying it, when he was doing those promos with AJ and John Cena back at uh, No Mercy Time, all that stuff was great. He was still talkative. He was still funny, but in a much more biting way. There's no way that we believe for a second that he thought that was Ms. Ms. Maurice were Cena and Nikki. But the fact that he has to commit to that shit makes it hard to root for that guy. You know, it makes him look stupid. I don't want to root for a stupid guy. Yeah, it's that's a, that's a little weird. I mean, like the thing is, you got the cutesy stuff, and it, it's it's rough because he could. It, it really did look a couple of years ago. I thought like Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns were going to be like low key versions of Rock Reigns and Triple or not Rock Reigns, Rock Austin, Triple H. Not to that degree of success, right. obviously. Maybe one or two of them. Who knows? But it seemed like after. That initial push, like I think it was around when when Reigns got the hernia, and people were like, "Ambrose can be the guy," and they didn't make him the guy. It's like he never really recovered, and it's like he maybe never really recovered mentally, because as I'll as I'll point out in the match tonight, it was a it was a tale of a guy who has evolved in Kevin Owens and a guy who hasn't in, in Dean Ambrose. That being said, he did a couple things tonight that he doesn't do in every match, and I appreciated that. Yeah, and uh, that. You know, I hope he doesn't make that in, in every match thing, right. that dangerous last clothesline. But I, I, I feel like he hasn't fully recovered since the debacle of that match with Brock, followed by an even worse debacle, that match with Jericho, the Asylum match. I mean, like his the stuff he was doing when he had that program with Triple H for Roadblock last March, that was great. And he hasn't looked that good since. He has like in spurts, but never consistently. And I, I, I know he can do it, so I have faith that he can. But when he comes out and he's like, hey, John, hey, Nikki, how you doing? I'm like, screw you. Just stop. He, he can do funny. He's a funny dude. Yeah. But when he pretends like – I mean, and I don't know if in storyline he really wasn't supposed to know, but I don't know. But now, now granted, when he won the WWE Championship, I was thrilled because it's the closest that my that Cincinnati's going to get to a championship anytime soon. I don't know. Those Reds are five and two, you guys. I've been watching. That was that was your opening segment there. That and you so, know I've seen I've seen a lot worse. He hit dirty deeds on the Miz and yeah. peaced out. I mean, the, the, to me, the, the the big thing was the Miz being indignant. Like, how could you think that I am John Cena? This is I'm not John Cena. I'm the Miz. That was that was great. Um, uh, but the thing for me that that shut the whole thing upside down is I expected Miz and Maurice to come to Raw. Like, why would Daniel Bryan yeah. not get rid of him if he couldn't, if he could, you know? 
Uh, but I did not expect D- Dean Ambrose to come to Raw. That make that still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like Baron Corbin beat him last week in a non-title match, and made it. It was a it was a, an obvious next progression for that. I, I guess you got the IC title here on Raw. I'm probably going to shunt the U.S. title over to SmackDown. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but it was seemed kind of a weird thing to me. It's, it took me by surprise. Guys, leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. I know we're on a bunch of different other platforms that I didn't even know we were on, but uh, uh, there we go. Uh, do all that. Uh, share the link, all that good stuff. We're going to talk about possible ramifications of all of these moves as well as as we go along. Dean Ambrose, with him coming over with the Intercontinental title, I would imagine that – now, see, I don't know if some of these talents that are switching over to Raw, if they'll like have their farewells on SmackDown. If that's the case, Baron Corbin could win the Intercontinental title. Sure. Or they could switch uh, Kevin Owens over, obviously. The Miz, hey, man, that guy is phenomenal. He's a guy that you can always move in and out of the upper mid card to top of the card now. I think that it should be a year-long build to uh, Kurt Angle, The Miz. He needs to run that anti-establishment thing. And Kurt Angle is a guy that, you know, fans will chant that you suck and stuff to him, but they're going to be behind Kurt Angle over The Miz. Like, The Miz has, has gained his, his fair share of fans, but they're going to be behind Kurt Angle, and they can pay this one off. Yeah, the one thing I'm going to miss uh, uh, terribly is The Miz on Talking Smack. Yeah, I'm really going to miss that. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see what talking smack is without some of these people who have moved over. Yeah. Sammy Zane's in the back and <laughs> he doesn't want to, ch- he doesn't want to switch now. He's like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to until Kurt Angle's like, well, they're interested in you. He's like, oh, oh, <laughs> really? How interested Miz shows up and bitches and they're going to have a match. Uh, the thing that I noticed about this is Sami Zayn towers over Kurt Angle. Yeah, I didn't realize how short Kurt Angle was. Me either. Sami Zayn's like what six three maybe? No, I mean like his whole thing is like that's that's as that's as tall as he could possibly be. He couldn't be any taller. He's than not. That. No, no, his build height. Sami Zayn's build height right. is six one, so he's probably okay. about five eleven. So in that case, uh, Kurt Angle is five foot five and a half. Because Sami Zayn was so tall in that scene. Yeah. Well, Uh, I'm sure Sami Zayn had his lifts on and all that that good jazz. Right. Right. But Rollins later on looked much, much bigger. Now keep in mind these are guys who are considered some of the smaller end wrestlers. It's just it's just weird to think. Now, obviously, Kurt Angle's not as physically big, but that doesn't make you shorter. Right. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he he's lost muscle mass since 2006, but not height. I have a lot of people asking about JBL in the chat. Uh, Jimmy and I are filming a show tomorrow that will air Wednesday, and we are going in-depth on it. I'm going to reveal some of the stuff that I know, and we're going to talk about it at length. So that show is the one you want to watch. Uh, That show with Jimmy Van last week was one of our most watched shows of the week during WrestleMania week. So get over there and check that out. You guys have really been loving that, how we give you a peek behind the curtain of Fightful.com, what goes into the journalism there. Uh, and people ask me about members-only shows. Those will return soon. Those aren't going to be an every-week thing. It's just going to be a special uh, special presentation every once in a while. Uh, on those shows, I, I tell stories. I ha- I'll have a guest. I'll talk a little sports. Uh, I tell stories about outlets I've been at and why I left, why I joined, things like that. Register at Fightful.com. You get lots of perks, guys. Absolutely free. No credit card required. Kurt Hawkins shows up on Raw. Big Show punched him. And that's the end of the segment. That's the end of the segment. I, you know, people were like, well, what's, what's the point? Hey, if you're a Raw fan, this is good news. This is good news because I'd rather see Kurt Hawkins doing this, this type of work than Jinder Mahal. Yeah, but what we got Jinder Mahal later. Like, you know, it wasn't like we yeah, but he's, like he replaced they got, the, him. they got the full deck tonight. Well, the though. other thing was that kind of funny is that, like, they, they brought over a whole bunch of guys from, from, from SmackDown. And um, Kurt Hawkins got a match nominally. He got a see, got a segment, but Apollo Cruz didn't. Callisto didn't. Uh, Slater and Rhino didn't. You know, like so they, they chose to, to utilize Kurt Hawkins here. 
to get the cheap pop of um, what I guess they thought was going to be a cheap pop of uh, show punching him out. But I, I feel like people have seen it so much. It's not necessarily a cheap pop anymore. It's like, hey, big show. That, that's cool. It's not like a giant thing anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, he is a – I think that him getting in shape has made him more of the attraction. And sure. it's, it's endeared him to people too, I think. Well, the thing is, is that they could they have a really good opportunity uh, with show to to do a um, this is my last year and I'm gonna go for broke thing and yeah. like give give him a run of the title, even if it's like for a month, give him a run one shot at it, you know, maybe near the end, you know, and have that, that could be a really cool story. Sure, you could whoever whoever retires the big show, you could make the big show into a fan favorite. You know, and then whoever kills kills him off can get a get a big get a big well, run they, there. You know, they should have went balls deep in the Ric Flair retirement thing too, but they didn't. That could have been so much better than what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like a six to eight month thing with Ric Flair getting a title run from the person who pitched it. Because I yeah. talked to him about it one time. I can't remember if it was Court Bowert or Krista Joseph. It was one or the other that, that pitched that, but. Uh, and it was supposed to be this big, long thing, and it ended up being like a few-month thing. But Big Show is more than capable. And the thing is, with fans being as smart as they are and as plugged in as they are today, they respect hard work. Whether those people work hard or not, they respect when a guy like Big Show, by and large, I don't want to generalize, but by and large, they respect when a guy like Big Show works his ass off to get into shape for himself and because it means more uh, better – a, a better level of entertainment for them. So, yeah, good. I hope they can they find something to do with him. I want to fast forward to a segment later on. Dana Brooke backstage reading How to Be Your Own Protege, which was hilarious. Emma shows up, and here's the gist of the conversation. Dana Brooke's like, nah, I don't want to be on TV anymore. I don't need you. Yeah, pretty much basically, it. Basically, I mean, it, it really, it really made me upset because listen, they had this thing where like you were my protege before you were Charlotte. It's like no, you guys were a team. They were absolute equals in NXT, and they were for the for the however many weeks they were up on the main roster before Emma got hurt. They were one of the greatest, like super, like they were equals and even, and there was no like there was no dissension in the ranks. They were best friends. And to try and rewrite that now is just lazy. Like, you know, you could figure out a way of, of creating the dissension there now if you need it with some other way. But to just go back and lie and say that Dana was Emma's protege is just untrue. It's just stupid. Because, you know, if you really want to have a Dana versus Emma thing, then do it. But figure out a way of doing it where you're not lying to us about what their relationship was for months and months and months in NXT. Yeah. The Revival defeated New Day. No Kofi. He is injured. The Revival <laughs> had some great, like, custom-made shirts that you oh, wrote about, Alex. Yeah. Yes. They, <laughs> Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson said, he tweeted out that on Tuesday he went home, and on Wednesday he went out and bought iron-on stuff and made these <laughs> shirts. One of them says, we, we, uh, we broke Kofi's ankle. The other one actually is a picture of, like, an ice cream cart. That says R.I.P. 2017 to 2017. And he made one in pink for his little daughter who could not be cuter. So I said on Twitter, uh, you can stop the voting for Father of the Year because uh, Scott Dawson has this shit on lock. Like, he's he's great. I, I love both of these guys. I love that they just em embrace this. They're the best pure heel act in the business. Like, some guys, like, will get over because they're funny. Like, even when Jer Jericho was a heel, he had the list. Contrary to what some talking heads would have you think, based on them posting a picture with Bailey. Yeah, and, uh, let's not even get into that. That's a whole that, podcast. That was that was outside of the JBL thing. That was my social media last week. That kept me afloat while I had the Ebola. <laughs> I'll talk more about that on the Wednesday show about the social media stuff. But yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Oh, when did when did the revival burn Bailey's house down? Why can't they be friends? I, with Bailey? No, because because Bailey shouldn't like them because they do bad things and she's a good guy. 
Hannah pointed out a great point. She's like, how often do we see the sweet girl at school hanging out with the schoolyard bullies? And that makes you hate the schoolyard bullies even more. It's used in movies. It's used in TV. Right. They get along. I have to say, this crowd sucked for this match initially. Uh, There were things on this show that got this crowd to not suck. So uh, we'll get into those. They had a blowout doll out through day instead, and I didn't think it was funny when Biggie said, "Some of you might not believe it, but this isn't actually Kofi." <laughs> uh, the thing, the only bummer about this is, you know, you can't do this as a first time pay per view match, but you got to burn through this one. I would imagine New Day's going to SmackDown. I would imagine so too, um, or maybe not. Uh, Cass had a singles match on main event. So I don't know what they're doing with Enzo and Cass, but when the, when, when the, the Raw announcers were talking about this amazing tag team division that they have on Raw now, they didn't mention Enzo and Cass. But they did mention the New Day. So it's possible New Day sticking around to finish out this program with the Revival and they're moving Enzo and Cass over there. I don't know. But I honestly don't want to see New Day over there because it's a two-hour show. They have 10-minute talkie segments. I don't need that taken away from... SmackDown running time, um, but maybe a change of scenery would be better for them. But I, I did like this match, and I, I love what they can, what the revival can can do out of stuff because that that shatter machine that they delivered. To, oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Was nuts. But if they do stay on Raw, I'm a little pissed that they didn't save this for a pay per view because they never do. They never do. No, no, they don't. They don't. This is abbreviated, paint by numbers, but very technically sound. Biggie suplexes Dawson in the corner. Xavier tried an ill-advised elbow drop all the way across the ring and had to like land on his feet and then drop the elbow. Yeah. I've seen him make make that before if Dawson was like a foot and a half closer yeah. to him. And he had and Biggie just placed Dawson at the wrong place. Yeah. And that was all it was, and it was just too a little too far. Otherwise, it would have been great. Um, and then the finish was excellent. It was, yeah, they made it, up it was for just it. The revival. Yeah, the revival is so good at getting got getting the other guy out of the out of the the other team's finisher, like pulling Dawson off of out of the midnight hour to make sure that it was so great. And you know, I, I honestly thought that Xavier might have been dead. Xavier had a wonderful sell so on that shatter machine. He came off the top rope. One of the guys caught him. Got in the shatter machine. The shatter machine is such a cool move. I mean, just the elevated flapjack. God bless the Dudley boys for innovating that because it really has yeah. just opened up the world for for right. finishing moves and, and tag teams especially. I mean, you saw it like the snapshot with, with Eminem to like all kinds of stuff, including this. And even when they're off a little bit on Shatter Machine, it looks great. Sometimes it even looks better. Remember that one where like Enzo almost died? Yeah. Yeah. Enzo Enzo took it in the teeth. And I I also when they do it to big guys, it's like both knees right in the sternum, which will knock the wind out of you. Or you can you can make the whole you can make the cell any way you need to on that move. It's really good. Somebody asking about my shirt. It is a Catches Catch Can Wrestling shirt, which you can buy at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp. Also, you can get your Fightful shirt and uh, that ridiculous Ya Boy shirt as well, not the blue one. The one with my face on it. <laughs> at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. I look, I'm looking at Fightful.com the other day. I didn't have a say in it. Like... I look and they have they are running an ad with Matt Riddle modeling a shirt with my face on it. Yeah. And says, You can have one too. I was not consulted about this ad. I did not know about this ad. So I'm like, Jimmy. And each week he like tries to have me explain. You call me an eccentric millionaire. Well, what makes you think I'm so eccentric? Yeah, I, I wonder, Jimmy. I wonder. Oh man. That match was was fun. TJ Perkins, Austin Aries. Now, before this, you see Neville backstage, and you hear somebody talk in the distance. Now, first off, I want to say, Neville says, Austin Aries isn't on the Neville level. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's, it's good. that's good shit. It's good catchy. Shit. Then somebody catchy. pops like up it. and says, it's like something in the distance, like, oh, you won't be saying that for long. I'm like, oh, who is it? 
Who's debut? Oh, it's TJ Perkins. Yep. Or as Neville says disgustingly, TJ Perkins. Yeah. Yep. Just like. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So Neville says that he respects TJP, but nobody else does. Especially Austin Aries. Yeah. He used his Emperor Palpatine powers on him. Like, he was like, oh, yeah. None of them respect you. I'm the only one who does. He's been handed opportunities that should have gone to you. Like, yeah, absolutely. This is great. (laughs) And you can totally see, like, the the the, the Mega Man turning in the wheel on, on in uh in TJP's head, and it was great. And then Austin Aries shows up, says, "What do you believe in this guy for?" And as soon as they had a TJP versus Austin Aries match scheduled, I was like, "Oh, so TJP's turning heel now? Then that's fine. I like that. He should have been a heel weeks ago, months you know? ago, um, maybe, maybe even months ago. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm interested to see. And this guy is like the we don't. I mean, we kind of do in in Noam Dar, although his character is basically just a catchphrase. Just he, He's just there because he says Alicia Fox the way he does. But uh, we don't really have a smarmy, uh, asshole, douchebag heel in the Cruiserweight division. And I think that's that's a good thing for, for DJP to fill that role. Um, I'm, I'm really honestly kind of excited to see what Kalisto can do when they let him go against guys his own size. Uh, he did a lot of he's they threw him in against big dudes for all the all the run he ever got. He hasn't been in part of anything since he was doing that thing with Ziggler for a while. So now that he's at cruiserweight, I'm interested to see that. He better have his cruiserweight debut match tomorrow night at 205 Live. Yeah. Kalisto to, to Raw was a no-brainer. I mean, that was yeah. just one you had to do. It was weird to put him on SmackDown to begin with. People were like, well, they need somebody to do different stuff. Well, no, they don't need somebody to do different stuff on nope. SmackDown when they're not doing stuff on right. SmackDown. Uh, TJP and Aries, they had a really short match. Neville distracts Aries, and uh, TJP gets a small package. It serves a double purpose because it advances the Austin-Aries-Neville thing, but then TJP attacks Austin-Aries, kind of turns heel. Then he sits in the aisle and watches his replay like a weirdo. And he's like, oh, should I have done that? Maybe I shouldn't have. I don't know. So I'm a little interested in that. But here's the thing. like, why? How isn't TJP immediately in the title picture now? This just shows me wins don't matter if he's not. No, wins don't matter. And he's not in the title picture because now he's aligned with Neville. He's decided that – Yeah, it is weird. It's stupid. Um, But it's something that we we understand that Austin Aries um, won his match last week. And so, therefore – Four weeks from last week, he's got a match for the title. There's no reason why TJP shouldn't have a match with Neville for the title tomorrow night after having beaten the number one contendership. Austin Aries can still have his match at payback, but uh, there's no reason why Neville shouldn't be defending the title every week until that point because, you know, make him do it because I want to see it. Yeah, that was a little confusing right there. Um I guess we'll see where it goes. It, it, long overdue for TJ Perkins. Gained a little bit of interest for him, for sure. Yeah. We have a Seth Rollins segment. They teased <laughs> the future of Seth Rollins determined. Well, if if we found out that he was going to SmackDown, he'd have been the only damn person we found out was going right. to SmackDown tonight. They they comes- never came up. They never come out and said, "Well, I traded this guy for this guy." It was just simply like. Everyone was open, and you picked who you wanted. And if that's the case, why the hell did anybody pick Kurt Hawkins? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's a weird well, thing. I, you know? I get the feeling I always wait until at least talking smack because I get the feeling that Daniel Bryan does his best yeah. to explain holes in stuff. So I'll give it until that because we don't know. We Now, obviously, we're going to have pieces this week where we're going to break down who went where and really – Maybe we'll assign them points, something like that. Rollins says he's not leaving Raw and taking the easy way out again. He knows Stephanie will be back for revenge. Kurt Angle comes out. The crowd is waking up. Angle confirms that they are keeping Rollins. Joe attacks Rollins from behind. Angle tries to break it up. The main takeaway here is Kurt Angle looked super uncomfortable trying to break it up without beating the shit out of somebody, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, They it, it confirmed that they're nowhere near clearing him 
because he wouldn't even put his hands on somebody. You know what I mean? Like it was just um, like at least Shane, when Shane's involved, he's like, you know, he, he'll push a guy back or something. He'll separate people. But it felt like, like a lot, uh, Kurt was in the opposite corner. Like he, it looked like he was a ref trying to, trying to break up a, a brawl. Like, Hey guys, you go over that way. I don't want you to no, stop it. I'm serious. Uh, that's what he was doing. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Next up, we had Nia Jax versus Charlotte. This was a bad, hideous, brutal match. They didn't work well together, and Nia Jax is dangerous. There were people last year trying to justify this call-up, saying, she's in her her mid-30s. Well, what harm will it do? She can't fucking work. That's what harm it can do. And it almost crippled Charlotte in this match. There's this weird move also where Nia just stands towards somebody and like pushes her hands out and they fall down. I don't know what this is supposed to be. It ain't that hard to just have them bounce off her shoulder and do a shoulder block. So Nia Jax gets Charlotte up. It's like the gut buster or whatever. And she drops Charlotte flat on her skull. Yeah. Ref it, had to it's, this was bad. It was the old Godfather shoulder breaker where nothing makes contact with the knee when you go down to one no, knee. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was. I thought it was she just dropped her across the shoulder. Well, well what, I, what I saw was because she does a shoulder breaker, and she has her up over the shoulder, and then she drops down to one knee, ostensibly making contact with the shoulder on the, on the meat of the thigh. And she, uh, Charlotte was over too far one direction, and so the top of her head hit – Right there. I mean, it was not good. You could tell that Naya knew she had screwed up. This right ain't at the that first moment. time either. This is not the no, first no. time this has happened. Um, th- this, this is one of those things where I think, I think that somebody went. It was, it's she screwed up before, but not like this. And I do feel like somebody said, "Hey, Naya, remember what we talked about? Where you're pulling your punches. Charlotte's a big girl. She can handle it. Go all out." You know, like really lay it, lay into her this time. And she's like, okay, and <laughs> nearly killed her. You know what I mean? Like she wasn't being as careful as she usually is. And some, we faulted her a while ago for being too careful. Like just like literally just placing her leg over somebody when leg dropping, not lifting yeah. into it and stuff. And now it's the opposite. Now she's too reckless. Well, it can't, you can't be like that when you're putting somebody somewhere, though. When you're oh, – that's – no, no, no. Man. There's she she obviously needs more instruction and and I don't know whether or not she's not taking it or they're not giving it to her. You know, I'll I'll combine this segment with the the additional women's segment in a moment. But Nia Jax kicks out a natural selection. Charlotte comes up short on a moonsault that again, Nia Jax in that situation, she's supposed to you want a good indication of what I mean. If somebody's coming up short, you're supposed to catch him. Ryback yep. in his last match against Kalisto is a perfect example. Kalisto came yep. up way short. Ryback was right there to catch him. Nia Jax wasn't, and she got booted in the skull as a result. They also missed a turnbuckle spot by a mile. I don't know if that's on Nia or Charlotte. Yeah. But, Alex, I'll ask you this question. When Elias Sampson is walking in the crowd and the crowd is captivated during your match, what does that say? It says that whoever told him to go out there is a fucking asshole. Uh-oh. Seriously, that's what that's what it says. It says no, because seriously, you have you have what is supposed to be the top woman in your division getting a send-off match to SmackDown and building this other woman who beats her as a monster. And in the middle of that, you're gonna send out this who really would you be surprised if anything less than 80% of Elias Sampson's matches are a main event? You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. a top guy. And you send him out there to walk in front of the hard cam obviously being the drifter carrying his damn El Cabong guitar. And you don't think people are going to be like, oh, what's going on? What's this? What's and, and, and as soon as people who are, see him right in front of them are looking at it and they start murmuring about it, it's going to travel across the whole arena. It walks right in front of our field of vision so we know what's happening at home. It's a, it's a blatant, disrespectful thing to do to this match. You know what that is? That would be like if WWE released a flock of beach balls into the audience during that match themselves. Not the guys who stuck them in, but them. I don't, I don't understand why you do it then. I was fine with how you did it later in the match, later in the night. That was okay. 
But this was like, why? Why now? Why? It couldn't be. Pew! Pew, pew! Triggered. Pew! Got all up in his triggers, y'all. Yep. That's probably the most interested people have been in uh, Elias Sampson in a long time. Well, no, they loved Al Vagabundo. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Nia Jax won with a Samoan drop. Now, fast-forwarding to the women's segment later on, it looked like that Sasha Banks heel turn is coming. It's like her character was... <laughs> she was ready for it. She mentally she prepared. It. She was like, yeah. it's my time. Yeah. He introduces she, uh... Bailey. She's like, your time is over. Alexa Bliss is here. Yeah. They uh, they trolled us so hard with that. That, that was turn. good. She she introduced her as just Bailey, and so like, she even had to, like the head tilts and everything. It was great. I was like, "Well, now your time is over, because I want that." T-. And then ban out, ban out, ban out, out, and then we had Alexa Bliss, oh, God. and she shows up, and she's immediately magnetic. The way yeah. she her facial expressions, the way she talks. Everything, you know, like it was like this thing, like I'm two, t- I was two time SmackDown Women's Champion. And Sasha's like, I was three time Rob Women's Champion. She's like, whatever. Like it just <laughs> completely dismisses it and does it in a way that we totally buy it. Um, and then I was so excited because my thing that I, that I wrote in my, uh, um, my prediction for the soup shake was I thought that Elixir Bliss should show up um, and she should team with Naya and Emma and go up against uh, Sasha and Bailey uh, as the good guys until Sasha finally turns on Bailey and reveals she's been pulling the strings of the heel faction the whole time. Uh, Mickey James did not figure into my plans at all. I did. I, I was I'm so. Glad, I'm glad she's there. I'm so glad she's there. She, she, she is, is the person to work with Nia Jax and make her not be a dangerous ass in the ring. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that yep. I. You know what I fear for, and I and I joke about it on the SmackDown show a lot. Those flappy ass pants that Mickey wears, combined with how dangerous Nia is in the ring, there's going to be a catastrophic accident involving those pants and some move that Nia Jax does. But I think that Mickey James is the right person to have on this roster to help Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax get on the level. She is a woman who can be a perennial contender. You can you can beat her and beat her and beat her, and she's always going to be the legend, Mickey James. Yeah, she's a good addition, I think. So yeah, me too. Uh, I think I think it'll work. I, I was hoping that Alexa Bliss wouldn't be involved with Mickey James because I didn't like that that pairing, but it's fine with me. I mean, they they really teased this whole thing of Alexa and Nia being together, and with Nia as the muscle and and Alexa as the mouth, I think you had to have a really cool partnership there on the heel side of things on Raw. My question is. Are we getting two Raw women moving to SmackDown to counter the two from SmackDown coming over? Because if so, I think it's going to be Charlotte and Emma. Emma yeah, you have, have to. Well, you, know? you have to because Nikki Bella's out for a while. you got to have two women jump to SmackDown. Yeah. There's no way you can't. At least, yeah. Nia Jax attacks Mickey than everybody else except for Alexa Bliss. Shoots her a look. That's that. Finn Balor defeated Jinder Mahal. Uh, Jinder Mahal stiffed the shit out of Finn Balor in this match. Jesus. Yeah, I bet, no, I'm wondering. I don't know. Like, there's one of two things. Well, I, I don't think that somebody said to him, stiff the shit out of him in light of what happened this week with, with the JBL stuff. I don't think they're going to tell somebody that. But uh, I think I think they would. They, they would because, like, listen, we, we're untouchable. We can do whatever we want. Business as usual. Nah, I don't. That's, that's, not the, that's not the case. It's not the attitude right now. Not at this moment. I can tell you that okay. very much. All right. Um, my question is, why is Finn Balor reversing uh, Jinder Mahal's Irish whips? That should never happen between – like there are some things where I'm like, oh, size doesn't matter in pro wrestling. When you're talking about an Irish whip, Finn Balor should never be able to physically Irish whip Jinder Mahal. It shouldn't happen. Mm-mm. Finn Balor busted out an arm drag. I think he's listening. I think he's listening. <laughs> Otherwise, it was kick, stomp, drop, drop, kick, sling, blade, stomp. Balor wins. Yeah, you're gonna hear a lot of that from me during his matches. This was, hey, getting his feet wet. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sami Zayn defeated the Miz. These two had a great opening. Are we skipping over Bray Wyatt's 
appearance. Oh, I don't know why I didn't put that in my notes. Yeah. Bray Wyatt's there. I can't believe Bray- I left that out of my notes. That's so weird. Bray-, Bray Wyatt shows up on the Titantron, and A, Bray Wyatt shows up on the Titantron, and B, he's like, uh, I've been watching you, Finn Balor, but first, I have to have my contractually obligated SmackDown title rematch uh, at a Raw pay-per-view in three weeks against Randy Orton in that House of Horrors match that we have no idea what it is. I need to talk about the WWE this. WWE legitimately has no clue what this match is going to be right now, guys. I mean that. They've sent out surveys to try to get people to give them ideas for free about what this should be. Yes. Uh, l- listen, they, they, um, they're sending out the survey where they have like these – check all these boxes of what you might want to see in this match. They've been brainstorming ideas. Maybe you want to see fog or fire or darkness. Would you like it to be in a cage or somewhere outside of the arena? Do you want sheeple there in quotation marks? And then pitchforks. Do you want to see pitchforks? They have no clue, but make sure that they know. They, they, they have not get, gotten rid of the idea of using those projected images because that's one of the things you can check. Check yes. Listen, um, this was as far as I can tell, critically reviled by everybody who watched WrestleMania. They thought it was a joke. It was stupid. They're like, we're going to double down and give you a whole match based around that shit. Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, so Bray Wyatt obviously is losing this match because he's not bringing the WWE title with him to, to Raw. So then he's going to lose his feud with Finn Balor. Because Finn Balor's not losing his first feud back back in back in the, in the league. It's just they're going to well, keep Bray giving Wyatt loses Bray. every damn feud. But the whole thing is he doesn't have to. They can do something with him of if course. they wanted to that that would make it interesting. He he won the WWE uh, title on a fluke in a in a gimmick match in Elimination Chamber. He hasn't done anything really to to have had that. It's just it's kind of maddening the way they're handling this whole thing. But this House of Horrors match is just ridiculous. Well, we don't know if it's ridiculous or not, and they don't either. We have no idea what the hell it's going to be. Because they also have a box you can check that says nothing different from other matches. Oh, you boy. just want it to be a regular singles match. You know, yeah. That's an option for you. Well, Bray Wyatt being on Raw, we're going to get a lot more of those old 10-minute in-ring rambling promos. Possibly. Sure. Why not? I guess that's what we're going to do. But we're, but we're not going to have uh, Luke or Eric with him. I'm guess, maybe they they put Eric back with Luke on, on SmackDown. Wouldn't they tried it this before? It didn't work for no. anybody. Didn't work for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But Bo is on Raw, so that's my only saving grace about this. Is if he if he pairs with Bo, and that gives them both new life, I'm down. Yeah, I would love that, and I know that Bray would love that. A lot of people are like, Bray doesn't want to be associated with Bo. No, Bray is on record saying not only does he want to be associated with Bo, but that Bo is the best wrestler in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, Aggressive, I'll say. It's a little aggressive, but good. He loves his brother, and he wants him to be involved, and I think they can both help each other's career. But no, in WWE, Bo is going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. So, Oh, yeah, they would do that, wouldn't they? They would. (laughs) <laughs> Sami Zayn defeated The Miz. They had a great opening exchange, including The Miz hiding behind Maurice, which allowed Sami Zayn to make really good sense of that faint dive that he does. I've been putting Sami Zayn over for this for a while. I'm sure you'll hear some people that are covering wrestling right now that are like, ah, oh, these dives don't make sense. Sami Zayn is making good sense of them. And when he doesn't do them. So uh, good for him. There was a Daniel Bryan kick into a Blue Thunder Bomb that was super sweet. Maurice holds Zayn's foot, but then Zayn refers as a skull-crushing finale into a pin. They call this a big upset, but in storyline, it shouldn't be. No. Not because The Miz is some awesome, like, big-level talent because he's worked with John Cena. The Miz doesn't have a televised win this year. I know. It's terrible. And it's crazy it's- to think, but he's he's gotten over – Without wrestling at all, yeah, no, it was it was his his stuff happened entirely in the calendar year of 2016. We thought of his his year mania to mania as being so great, and everything that he did after after the new year has has been without picking up a win. Uh, and we still think of him as being great. 
But it is kind of uh, a joke at this point that that uh, Sami Zayn doesn't belong in the WWE, and if he wins, it's by by a miracle. And it's just like, come on, really? I mean, this is a guy who was NXT champ, albeit for a short amount of time. And, you know, he's sh- proven himself in matches over and over again against top talent. And the idea is like, well, what an upset. He beat The Miz. Like, okay. But at, at best, yeah. they're equally matched. You know what I yeah. mean? It's an eight seed versus a nine seed at best. <laughs> I'm interested to see how Miz does on, on Raw. Hopefully he gets his opportunity. Me too. So, ah, uh, goddamn. Sorry, guys. Apologies for the language. They're doing exactly what we didn't want them to do with Roman Reigns with the, I just did what I had to do. I respected him so much. No, you didn't. That was the story of the match was that you didn't respect The Undertaker. You didn't flinch. You didn't shake. You didn't get goosebumps. You didn't care. You didn't quiver. You didn't give a crap. You beat him Mm -hmm. up. You took his yard. Yeah, he told you you didn't have the balls, and you did have the balls. Not only did you have the balls, you rammed him down his throat and ended his career. Yeah, like that was yeah. the story. Stop doing this. And the crowd, it's like almost the crowd was like, "Oh no, no, not this, not this." Mm-hmm. That's like they knew too. Yep. And then what we saw was nothing short of magical. Now, <laughs> I don't have enough faith in what WWE books. To think that they knew that what Rain said would aid in getting the reaction that the following thing would get. I really think that a Vince McMahon thought of this segment. Well, we'll get him behind Roman Reigns. He's the ultimate underdog. But what happened was very special. For better or for worse, no matter what happens. Now, I do think this will lead to a Superman version of Roman Reigns coming back. And that's going to suck. But for one night, we got an all-time great segment. Braun Strowman attacks Roman Reigns. And he sends him flying in the air into a table. Then he attacks him with, like, one of those carts. Just runs it into him. First, he he running power slams him onto some electrical equipment or, like, the, the, the road boxes. He does, he does so many things, you lose track of it. I had to go back and watch it a second time so I could remember it was It was funny. And every time he came back to do it, it was even funnier. Like, I'm this was pure you. entertainment. This was pure entertainment because I was terrified and entertained and excited and scared and happy and, and like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so after all this, he gra- they, they, the medical personnel – because you know, they won't call them whatever their their names are on on right. TV. They put him on the stretcher, and Braun Strowman shows up and grabs the stretcher and runs it off the goddamn dock. Pardon my language again, but that's the only way you can explain what happened. Very, Roman Reigns was very clearly not on that thing. <laughs> very it clearly flew, not on that thing. Comically yeah, yeah. flew, but because yeah. it flew to a comic level, Alex, yeah. dare I say it made it even better. Oh my god! I mean, I, I, I had to go it back and watch. It wasn't even the most comical thing that happened either. Oh no, 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 no! We're getting to that. But I had to go back and find. There's, there's, there's a quick cut. There's an edit there where they switch from live, live footage to a, a pre-recorded one uh, to to get which which gurney goes over and all this stuff. It's all camera tricks and crap. Uh, but it was so hilarious where he shows up again and run, <laughs> just runs, pushing it. And flings it off the end of the dock. And I'm sitting there on my couch and I'm just clapping my hands and giggling like an idiot. And my wife is sitting over there with our little girl and she's like, What? But that's that's really terrible. And I was like, now that you have to understand, the guy he's doing it to is such a jerk. He totally deserves it. <laughs> like, which is a terrible thing to say. Like the, the crowd is chanting. The crowd is chanting, you deserve it. Yeah, yes, they are. They're thinking they're, they're chanting, you deserve it, and thank you, Strowman. And Vince is sitting at Gorilla going, why, why don't they love him? He's being beaten up. But if, you're, if your wife were to ask, well, what has he done? Well, nothing really. Nothing really. He's just a really jerk, and he totally deserves it. <laughs> 
Okay, so <laughs> they load him in the ambulance. They load him in the ambulance. And and that spot got a huge cheer. And <gasps> yeah. Yeah. as they load him into the ambulance, Braun Strowman shows up and he goes, I'm not done with you yet. To a giant pop. Oh, my God. And he attacks he him. And I'm like, well, what more can he do? They've already ran a car <laughs> into an ambulance or a semi into an ambulance once. He picks up the ambulance and turns it over. Yep. It was perfect. And as I, I brought my wife back up, I was like, you got to see this. Yeah. And when she saw the doc thing, she goes, <gasps> and I'm, I'm choking on my own laughter. I tweeted it, but I choked. And she goes, she looks at me and she goes, that's not funny. And I said, how is it not? Was it not? The funniest part is that they expected an entirely different reaction from the I people know. watching. It. You know, they thought we'd be horrified and saddened and crushed because our hero was just beaten up, and the ambulance he was in was turned over by a giant man. And we know uh, that's not. Kyle Dowling says, "What if there was the driver in that ambulance?" Good, <laughs> even better. <laughs> I, I honestly How dare you provide medical <laughs> assistance to Roman Reigns. You'll learn. He deserves it too. Uh, I, I thought that Braun was going to get behind the wheel and drive the ambulance out and like kidnap Roman or something and crash it off the end of a, I don't know. But he should have just taken off. He should have unhooked it and then let Roman Reigns yeah. stretcher slide out of the back slide violently. Out the back. On the freeway, it would have been great. Yeah. Uh, oh, the the picking up of the ambulance. I I don't know what hydraulics they they hooked it up to or whatever. I mean, obviously that's not Braun Strowman doing that. Uh, but I I I tweeted, yes, this is believable because the, the guy they have presented as Braun Strowman would be the guy who could do this. Um, and he's my favorite human being who has ever lived. Oh, I, I I don't know how I could love this guy more. And it's it's the funniest part about it is that it really is, is that they they think that that is supposed to engender sympathy for Roman Reigns, and it does the opposite. And I don't know if the reaction that they got, the quite obvious one they got, is going to change their plans at all. Unplayed piano says if Roman did this to Undertaker, he might be over by now. Yeah, but it's That's like they, they don't want him to be over in that way, which is unfortunate. Right. Because and they, you, you hear Triple H say it. Well, he is the biggest heel. Don't you hear the reaction? Oh no, 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 no. Some people don't hear the reaction because you guys mute it. Right, right. And that is a pretty good indication that you don't want him to be the biggest heel. And you don't view him as it because you mute it on YouTube, you mute it on the network, and you you turn down the crowd reaction when he comes out. It used to be a thing that was a myth for a little while. Then they really started doing it. Yeah. That's weird. But this segment was phenomenal. This was awesome. Yeah. Now, what I got to ask you, Alex – what do you think's going through Roman Reigns' mind during this? Because you know he hears the crowd. I don't know, man. I mean, this the same thing that I guess was going through his mind last week when they were booing the crap out of him for 15 minutes before he said his little promo. And then somehow, between last week and this week, they said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're, all that thing that we did last week, we're going to get rid of that and make you the ultimate underdog again because that worked last time. Um, and I, I honestly, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, if i I mean, if it were me, like to have empathy for the human being, Joe Anawai, I feel terrible for the guy because I know that, that this, this thing he puts on was like, well, you know, if they're booing me or they're cheering me. They paid money to come see me. I know that nobody really believes that you can't, it's an asinine thing. Like, you do realize that Roman Reigns is not the be-all, end-all of why people watch wrestling, right? Like, you could be a fan of somebody other than him, and that's why you paid the money to come to see Raw. And when Roman Reigns shows up, you're booing him because you don't like him, because you paid money to come yeah. see Kevin Owens or something. 
like that's but they don't they don't think of it that way because everything is the be all end all is Roman. It's such well, a now, weird and see, here's the thing: had had Roman pathology. Reigns failed in the pay per view era, a change would have been made. But they don't have a pay per view anymore. Yeah. It's standard. And the the yeah. thing is, for better or for worse, a lot of people call this uh, similar to John Cena. I mean, kind of, yeah, kind of. So I, but I mean, I don't after, know. after I mean, here's the thing: they dealt with it with Hogan for years. Then they got away with they got away from it for a decade, and during that decade, yeah, you developed one of the hottest periods yeah. of wrestling. Then they went back to it, and they're like, "Oh well, the you know the, yeah. the polarizing reactions." And it's like, "Are you are you sticking with it?" Somebody says two words: merch sales. Uh, oh, I got some more words for you. It would be anybody in that spot. Anybody they put in that spot, yeah, is going to sell merch. Yeah. It ain't got to be Roman Reigns. Now, is Roman Reigns – Roman Reigns needs to be a top person on that show, if sure. not the top person. Absolutely. But he, you can do that without him being a, an insulting character. Right. Um, th- there's there's a lot of other things they can do with him, and they – He's, they, he's they, great in the ring. He has yeah. good when, – when's the last, like, really terrible pay-per-view match you've seen Roman Reigns have? No, he, he they've been ter- some of them have been terribly booked, but it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Like standing up while you're in the accolade being choked by a chain, that's stupid, but he didn't make that choice. Somebody mm. else told him to do that. I don't blame him for that. I hate it. Yeah. I don't blame him for that. Like this he was on talk as Jericho and this is going around we have a story on the, on the site about it where he was talking about the WrestleMania 31 match with with him and Brock. And uh, and how Brock and Heyman were like, the the crowd wants to see you get the crap beat out of you. That's what we should do. We should be a giant squash. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and they fought to like, at least that'd be like he gets beat up for a while, but then comes back. And honestly, as I was watching that before Seth Rollins ran down, in the moment I was like, this guy is going to be the biggest star. Yeah, in the world of it was, it was in that match. match. I, was, I didn't love him going into that match, but I didn't hate him either. It was this point of like, like I was unsure about him, but at that point when he was coming back and he was like, you know what, big dude, just bring it. That's fine. Let's let's do it. Kill me. Let's see if you got it in you. That was really good. I love that. And then, I don't know. Like the next ensuing months were just like, let's make him superhuman, and it was just like it was just it was yeah. it was bad. I hate his clotheslines too. They're really bad. Mm. Matt Hardy should not throw a better clothesline in the corner than him at this stage. Speaking of Matt Hardy, he, Cesaro, Jeff, Sheamus defeated Anderson Gallows, the Shining Stars. Hardy's got a great reaction. The crowd was alive after that Strowman-Reigns deal. This is another paint-by-numbers match. My boy Matt Hardy's moving around badly. Yeah. Dare I say his hip sockets are broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Hardy's win. They show respect to their future opponents. The crowd loved it, so there's nothing wrong with this. Yeah, this is the thing I'm interested in. Uh, I, I was interested to see if they did it this week again. Last week was the first ma- first Raw after Mania. A lot of stuff was happening. There weren't a lot of time for promos. But this week, they could have done something, but they didn't. They're not talking. The Hardys haven't talked on Raw. They've been on Raw Talk, but they haven't talked on Raw, like on the yeah. thing. So I wonder if they're holding out to see what happens with the legal stuff. So the first time they actually get a mic in front of them on Raw, they can be broken. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm wondering if they're just holding that out because they don't need to right now. They're hugely over, but but the tag champs usually talk a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know? uh, I mean, that is a very – it's a often a very comedy-driven division because you have two guys that can play off of each other. So we'll see where that goes. I know that the Hardys are trying really hard to get that going. Ambrose defeated Kevin Owens in a champion versus champion match. This was a battle of two guys who I don't think are really on the same level anymore. I think Kevin Owens is far above Dean Ambrose, which is maybe why Dean Ambrose got that win because of perception is reality. And he's going to be the champion on Raw for a while, it looks like, with Brock Lesnar in and out. God. Owens used some innovative innovative offense, even elementary stuff like the pump handle, like, well, his like little stomps to the. Or the knee to the the post yeah. with the head there. He had his pump handle neck breaker. Yeah. 
But if Kevin Owens goes to SmackDown, I can't wait to see him try to chin, chin lock James Ellsworth. <laughs> my, my, my thing that I, that I realize is one of those things are like you kind of realize where all these things could go. With James Ellsworth, I'm just hoping that Enzo and Cass wind up on SmackDown so that I can have a big yeah. Cass versus Ellsworth feud <laughs> for the affections of Carmella. Um, the idea of a Raw... A, 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 a weekly episodic show of wrestling without Brock Lesnar around because he's never around, which means that you have the top champion being Dean Ambrose. And after all of the movement around, I don't know who his top challenger might be. It just makes me not want to watch Raw anymore. Like, I, I, I probably wouldn't if that was the case and I didn't have to, like, if I wasn't my job. I'd probably just maybe catch it on Hulu, maybe the YouTubes. But, like, I, I don't want to see a Raw that's built around Dean Ambrose. I can't believe it, it's weird to me that they would, again, for the second time in a few years, run a three-hour show. And back when Lesnar was the champion before, they had five hours of programming with no champion yeah. on the show. It's weird to me that they would go this route. Ambrose wins. He hit a nice clothesline with Owens crotched on the top rope. But I hope he doesn't do that every single time. Like, yeah. hope it doesn't become his everyday spot. He hits an elbow to the outside, dirty deeds and wins. Jericho comes out. Codebreaker stands tall. You get Owens and Jericho at the pay-per-view. Looks like Owens is going over, but we can only speculate for now. Names that are going over that we haven't mentioned. Apollo Crews, Heath Slater, and Rhino. Heath Slater and Rhino, they took a real hit when James Ellsworth showed up because he became the comic relief on the show. Yeah. I don't know what they'll do here, but Rhino seems to be over everywhere he goes. So that, that works. Yeah, Rhino's definitely over. And Apollo Cruz has just been spinning his wheels on SmackDown. Anything that you're looking at out of those three? Well, I'm still waiting for them to do something with Apollo Cruz. I, I, he's too talented in the ring for them to not like, it wasn't be like they gave him a gimmick and he just screwed it up. Like he was just terrible at it, but they haven't given him anything to do, like nothing. And there's a there's so much stuff that you could do with this. I one of the things that I wrote uh, before I was at, at at Fightful was a thing like fantasy booking, what you could do with Apollo Cruz to get him over. And I said that if you if you think that Mark Henry is going out for a while, let him and Cruz become like a mentor relationship, and then Cruz loses a match that has Mark Henry's career on the line. You know what I mean? And then yeah. Cruz gets back or so, something to have him attach, attach him to our goodwill for somebody else if you can't get him over by himself. And then after that feud is over, maybe we'll have something that we feel for him. But I don't know what, what you do with this guy. Now, as far as Rhino and, and Slater go, like they, they had a really cool segment on Talking Smack after they lost their rematch for the championships where they broke up. And then they weren't on TV for weeks. And when they were on TV again, they were back together and nobody ever mentioned it again. Uh, so That's friend fight, man. Yeah, it's true. It's possible. Uh, I would like to see what they would do with this because, good Lord, I mean, I'd rather see uh, Slater and Rhino in a match than either the Shining Stars or Golden Truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's have them be a part of the tag division in that way. Overall, I thought Raw was a damn fun show. I'm interested to watch SmackDown tomorrow to see who goes where. They made SmackDown into a must-watch. I would be very interested to see what SmackDown's ratings are this week, the viewership numbers, because you you, you have to tune in. You have to know. Like the, The fact is that the major deal that we all thought was happening was AJ jumping ship over to Raw, and that didn't happen tonight. So are we, ass- yeah. are we to assume that he's going to stay there? Might they do it tomorrow? Who's jumping over? Are there people who wrestled tonight for the Raw brand that will show up tomorrow on SmackDown? Sure. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. It's it's really interesting. Guys, check out the Matt Riddle and Shane Helms podcast. They are now open to public. I'm going to make the Shane Helms one open to the public uh, right after I wrap this show Register for free at Fightful.com to get early access to those shows. Also, our forums, we're working on them. We're rebuilding them. They will be back, and you all can go crazy 
on those things. Of course, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful and slash Sean Ross Sapp. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow our three Twitter handles, Fightful MMA for wrestling, Fightful Wrestle, Fightful Wrestle for wrestling, and Fightful Online on uh, Facebook and Twitter for uh, for all of our stories. Of course, check out Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous. I think she'll be on tomorrow's SmackDown show uh, with us. She is in the States. I got to make sure that she'll be good to go. Jeff Hawkins will be with us, though. That just struck me. They're in the same town right now. Hmm. Wow. Uh-oh. Mm. It's lit. Alex, tell the people quickly before we go. What's up? Uh, you can follow me at Palowski the fourth. Uh, check out I'm hitting you fast and furious with all the updates uh, all day too long fast? tomorrow. Too furious, yeah, fast, too fast, too furious. I Are think you actually too they're fast on eight, for us, eight, man? eight fast, eight furious now. Um, so you know who knows? Maybe it'll be nine furious tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, there's going to be no doubt lots of stuff coming out of this tomorrow. Uh, we'll have tonight going into tomorrow night, so I'll be doing that. Fightful.com, you guys. If you haven't visited Fightful.com for your wrestling or MMA news, give it a try. I know old habits are hard to break, but um, guys, I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Subscribe, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. I want to thank you guys so much, especially you in the live chats. It means a lot to us. Guys, until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.